2021 with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I love to talk to different creative types about how they do their thing, even when I have a cold, which I have now, but I'm persevering uh, because today I have a really special episode. Uh, I caught a movie a little while back called Summertime. I saw somebody post about it on Facebook. It was showing as part of the Seattle Film Festival and you could stream it. So I, I bought a ticket and I streamed it and I was so delighted by it and impressed by it that I stalked the uh, people on Instagram and ended up getting to interview some of them. So it's very cool. The movie's called Summertime. It takes place in one day in Los Angeles. The filmmaker is Carlos Lopez Estrada. His previous movie is Blind Spotting. Uh, a couple years ago, it was terrific. And this new one is as well. Um, and the people in the movie are all poets that Carlos uh, saw perform in L.A. a couple years ago and thought, there's something here, I want to make a movie about it. So in addition to being able to talk to Carlos, I got three of the poets and actors to be on the podcast with us. It's um, so cool what they do and how it came to life on film. We've got Paulina Acuna Gonzalez, uh, Raul Herrera, and Marquisha Babers. And they all have these standout moments in the movie where they deliver their poems in character it's kind of like a musical, but with poetry. Anyway, it's such a special movie. It left me feeling really good, and uh, I was so excited to talk to the folks. But before we get to that, I want to get a plug-in for my other business that I do, Lifecast, where I interview people about their lives like a podcast. So if you have uh, parents that are getting up there and you want to get their story down, or uh, I just booked a client who's having a 60th birthday this Saturday, and I'm going to go there and interview all the people and edit together this fun little birthday bonanza podcast spectacular. So they'll always remember it and get some really thoughtful, fun sentiments from the people that they love that they'll be able to cherish forever. So you can learn about that at getalifecast.com. I'm also still hosting the virtual game nights um, with the game I co-created, You Don't Know My Life. The other day we did a game night for a company that had employees in Columbia, Singapore, Denver, New York, Chicago, San Francisco, and Dublin, Ireland, playing the game at once on Zoom. It was so much fun, and it really, I think, helped bond them as a team, which was the goal. And you could learn about that at youdon'tknowmylife.com. You could also buy the box game on Amazon. Now that people are hanging out, it's a great way to bring people together and have some fun and learn about each other. All right, that's enough of that. Here, without any further ado, is the interview with the folks from Summertime. Joining me now via Zoom is the director of Summertime, Carlos Lopez Estrada, and three of the poets and performers that are in the film, Paulina Acuna Gonzalez, Raul Herrera, and Marquisha Babers. Welcome to Dennis Anyone. Um, I feel like I stalked you guys into making this happen. I saw the movie a couple of months ago through the Seattle Film Festival. A friend of mine had posted it on Facebook and uh, said, you got to see this. Um, I think he said, you know, this really speaks to LA. And if you're a uh, live in LA and you want to taste of that, check it out. And I did, and I loved it. So here we are. Um, why don't we start with Carlos? I'd love to, to hear how it all started for you. It all started about two and a half years ago. I got invited to a spoken word showcase that featured Raul and Paulina and Marquisha and 24 other uh, young artists from Los Angeles. And I remember just walking out of that event feeling so inspired and 
and feeling like it would be unfair for more people to not have access to that experience. And I know they had been performing in schools, they had been performing like all over the city, but I, I, I wanted to do anything within my power to bring that experience that I had to as many people as I could. And so I came back a, a few, a few days later and I proposed to the director of the organization to, to see if we could work together in finding a way to adapt their poetry or, or you know, that specific showcase that I, that I attended into a movie. And that was really the beginning of a long, long journey. I love it. How did you know that as performers, they would translate? That it's one thing to be able to be a, a deliver a poem, spoken word in an in a, in a auditorium or something, but then to be a film actor. Did you know that they, that they would transfer, that you could make that work? Well, I mean, we didn't know for a fact that it would work, but, right. but, <laughs> but I had seen them perform and you could just tell how connected they are to the, their poetry, how earnest they are with the work that they do, how much they care, how much thought and, and sort of like deliberate thinking they put to their work. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like that is ultimately the thing that you're after when you're making a movie is just trying to capture some kind of some kind of truth. Um, how exactly you get to it is, you know, uh, up to to like all the elements to align. But I I just had a feeling that we were we we're gonna we we're gonna capture some kind of magic if we created an environment where they could just exist and do the thing that they do so well, which is just uh, communicate ideas through poetry. Um, and, and, you know, they can tell you if we succeeded in that or not. But, but I will say that I watched the movie today and, and I definitely get those feelings that I felt when I first saw the poets perform live. So at, at least uh, for me, I, I can say that I, I am very happy and, and at peace with, with how everything came together. It was chaotic and it was wild, but I am so proud of the movie. I, I think it works beautifully and it's so moving and, it captures something about Los Angeles, which is that everybody's got a story, everybody's got a dream. In other movies, you might have a movie set in a in a restaurant, but you don't go into the kitchen and dance with the cooks. You know, like it, it, you get to see stories. Even at the end of the movie, there's a character uh, that that um, that role plays. It's a limo driver, and I'm like, oh, he gets the moment. He's gonna he's taking us home, and it's like it's just people that get overlooked. I think in in movies based on their station or what they do or, or anything like that. And you shine the spotlight right on them. Can you talk a little bit about that and what, what, what drew you to that idea and, and exploring that? I mean, I think what was most exciting to me just about the, the prospect of doing summertime is that we, we would get to see a portrait of a city, particularly LA through the points of view of so many young artists and and I personally had just never seen anything like that. And there was something about this uh, this concept of collaborating with them in, in finding just different ways to present their poetry and collaborating with them and finding, like Paulina is a really good example of that, and in finding a way of translating a poem that she was already familiar with, but 
translating it to the screen and finding out just like the most exciting way of doing so it, it was it was just such an incredible experience um so yeah working with Raul working with Markeisha it it was really kind of like putting together 27 little movies and then finding a way of bringing all of these stories together which sounds like total chaos but I it was I think like the most satisfying creative experience of my life and and the fact that we did it also together over a summer workshop the fact that we were sort of like really really living and breathing each other's art for four months straight uh, I think that energy really translated to the screen yeah and the day in the life kind of device works so well I want to go through each of the poets and I would love for you to share me a a moment that you'll always remember from the shoot because it to me, it had that summer camp feeling like, oh, remember that? Like, you'll never have anything like it again. Like, even watching it, it had that kind of special feeling. So, Paulina, tell me a moment that you'll always remember. Ooh, I will never forget that day when we filmed the um, red lipstick dance because yeah. it was... Your your number, your your um, poem has an incredible dance number that happens in the middle of it which which is is probably the only place where there's that much kind of dancing and choreography and so yeah it was magical to watch so so tell us more about that thank you um yeah i just remember just like it was just an idea i had in my head just like oh what if there were dancers but like seeing it like seeing like just like in the when we were getting ready just seeing just rows of red dresses just like hanging and then just seeing like a line of dancers like at the makeup artist station getting their red lipstick painted yeah. on because it's like, something even, you wrote yeah and even crew members had red lipstick on just like to solidarity Yes, add to the fun energy of what, what we're going to film. So there's something about it just felt like so magical to me. Talk a little bit about your poem, Red Lipstick, because it, it's the poem you, you, the, that's featured in the movie that you deliver. But Red Lipstick is sort of a metaphor, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I for re- Red Lipstick for me has always been like a fun, like, a fun um source of power like there's something very empowering like when you wear red lipstick but there's also like a lot of like connotations with it like being latina like the the stereotyped latina has like the red lipstick and like the big hoops and like is talking like all like sassily but um yeah but there and there's also of course like ancient egyptians like would rouge up their lips to make it look like the blush of an orgasm right so like, Which so we like all, nothing against the blush of an orgasm we all love the blush of an orgasm but i'm uh, sure i'm I sure didn't know that. that's a fun fact <laughs> yeah it's it, yeah it's a it's a symbol that carries a lot of um meanings to it and so right. yeah and red lipstick for me was just kind of like realizing just like oh i'm growing up i'm going out into the world where like people like people like me especially like women of color are like very sexualized right and so sometimes like when you when you are like so easily sexualized like sometimes you want to like try to hide who you are in order to like just be safe walking down the street right and so I just wanted to use this poem to realize like I'm not going to compromise who who I am just to please other people. Right. And so I'm going to have the red lipstick and right. carry a red taser. Right. I can do both. It can go together. Yeah. I like yes. it. 
Um, Raul, talk to me about your favorite memory and then we'll talk a little about your poem. Um, well, the one that kind of is sticking out to me right now is there's a part in Venice where I'm pushing this huge cart and that's not, I don't have a stunt double for that. Like that was, you know, I, I, I did all that. And it was, right. we were filming and I'm, I had just been, like, I had just met the cart that day. So I didn't know all the curves, right. you know, the movements of it. And so we had to do a couple of takes where I'm going back and forth on a Venice uh, pothole crosswalk, back and forth. And there was, I don't know if you remember this, Carlos, there was this, like, um, this, this man who happened to be homeless. And I was walking by and I was yelling things. And he started yelling things in return. And I was just kind of just going with the flow and just, like, being in character or whatever and, and having that communication um, uh, with him. But it was tough. Like, you know, like, it was, you know, it was a poem that was, you know, it's it was it was like a salesman's pitch, and like I had to be a salesman while also moving this cart that never moved before, while right. also being loud enough for the cameras to pick me up, while also like being careful that like stuff wasn't falling off of the cart and that cars weren't going to hit hit me. Was I stressed? Yes. Did yeah, I have doing so much stunts. fucking fun? Of course. Like it was, it was just ridiculous. I'm like, how did I get here? <laughs> like, this, right, you were really a stuntman cool. and an yeah. and an actor. <laughs> Um, your poem "Clouds" closes out the piece and is so beautiful. Talk to me a bit, a bit about that poem and what it was like to perform in the film. Well, I think with a lot of the poets and the poems that you find in the film, a lot of them were written before before filming, before we even thought that yeah. they would ever be featured in a movie. And so to see like these poems, like for my co my co stars or for my homies that I've been seeing years and years, like being performed in front of hundreds and thousands of people. I was just like, to see them in a different line, to see them in, 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 in a specific light, I thought was just so refreshing and just beautiful to see. And then for my piece, I had written my piece more than six years ago, and it had totally a different um, direction when it was initially written. It was written um, after the passing of my uncle and and me trying to like, you know, cope with like, you know, losing him in, in, the, in, the, in the scenario or the, the what what does it call it the uh the elements that led to that what's the word I'm looking sure. for Dennis the situation the, what happened yeah the the situation that happened was just like I I could have said bye and I didn't and then he passed away the next morning and so really really like like wrestling with with like feeling guilty with feeling that like I didn't I didn't make good use of my time because I rather party instead and I was like oh, I'm gonna be late to this party and just miss a, a, a moment that could have been oh, like you wow. know such a huge moment of closure so yeah. um for, to reconciliate with that i had just like just like i'm headed towards the clouds like to go see my uncle like one day i'll see you and but it just it just didn't it, it wasn't it wasn't really fleshing and fleshing out the way i wanted it to so i kind of scrapped everything but the the course which is i'm headed towards the clouds and and i kind of broke it down even more like okay instead of talking to my uncle what am i really trying to say and i just found that i just i was talking about time and what we do with it or what right. we don't do with it and 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 that that poem was written and i had never i hadn't, i didn't perform it too often there were some other poems that i was really performing in like at schools and and, and and tours and things like that but that poem always always meant so much to me so for years later to it be immortalized in, in this film, I think is just such a huge testament of if I never had written that poem, this movie and myself would have been completely different just because I decided to like write through something that was painful, something beautiful and, and, and hopefully like empowering for so many other people listening to it is now, you know, has an opportunity to do just that and, and to move others and, and hopefully, you know, you know, 
just, you know, cause some good change. I don't know. Well, it's beautiful and it's a beautiful way to end the film. It's, it's so lovely in that way. Markeisha, your poem is so intense, but first tell me um, a favorite memory of making the movie. Um, I would say a favorite um, moment of mine's filming was actually the bus stop scene. Yes. Um, where I was filming with um, one of my co-stars and good friends, Maya Mayor. And um, she, like, I don't know, it was just such a simple scene, but I, I had so much fun and, and it was so much good energy just filming that scene. And there was a part where I just, where Maya was walking to the bus stop and I just looked over at her and was, and, and I had just one like simple thing was just to look over at her, take a breath and say like, are you all right? And just that little simple moment, like just escalated things. Like, it, I don't know, it just, it just gave me like, I've always wanted to like act and I never thought that I could. So even just that simple thing. And it was like, whoa, that was really good. And like, <laughs> we only had to, I only needed to get direction one time. And like, I did it. And I was like, oh shoot, like I can really fucking do this. So pardon my French, but it, it made me really excited. Um, about acting and about getting the movie done. And yeah, it was it was one of my favorite parts just to like validate myself. Um, for, first of all, the friendship that your characters make throughout the movie is very sweet. It's, it's very bonding to me. I loved it. I love that part. So talk Thank to you. me about your poem, Shallow. You're delivering it to somebody that, that you've been hurt by and boy, it's intense. So the origins of the poem, uh, it's a true story. It's something that actually happened to me before. Ooh. The actual confrontation of like confronting the guy never happened, which is well, why he can see the was, movie. He'll see the movie. Yeah, yeah, which is why it's like such a big like. Um, that was such a big like moment for me as well. Just being able to like live that out realistically and like get that closure of like, I'm actually fucking way past this. Like, you know what I'm saying? You don't need to hinder my life or my emotions or my how I feel about myself anymore. Um, so yeah, that was a really big part for me, but yeah, it was a true story. I had wrote the poem when I was 17. I went through the experience when I was 15. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, there was a friend and I had told him that I liked him and, you know, he just kind of, we were all kicking it around. Like it was a bunch of friends kicking it together. And, um, there was this guy and I had pulled him to the side and we had been friends for a long time. And so I was like, and it was just kind of one of those moments, like a movie moment where I was like staring at him and I was like, this is the time. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. And so like, I thought it would have been like really freaking sweet. Like we were really close friends. And so I put him to the side and was like, you know, we've been friends for a while and I like you and da, 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 da. And he like, like drug my whole life. Okay. Like he was just like, ha ha ha. Like you're retarded. Like, why would I ever like you? And like, he was like, look at you. Like, there's so many. The only reason I hang around you is because your friends are cute. And like, it was just like a whole big mess. And so like two years later, I was riding on the bus home from school. And um, I was doing shows. And I think I had just went to Women in the World in New York. And I had performed Lincoln Center. And I came back. And, you know, I was actually kind of feeling down because I was like, I just did this big old experience and I came back to like having to ride the bus again. So it was like kind of crazy. And like I posted like my experience in New York and he like commented and was like, oh, you're just so beautiful and you'll find the right guy that looks at you how I look at you. And I was like, 
you jackass <laughs> and so I was just so upset yeah so I wrote this poem on the bus on my way home and like when I got home I was like mom I wrote this poem in my head and I have to say it to you before I forget and so like I said it to my mom and she was like write it down and so <laughs> she made me write it down and that's how you said came about like I've never edited it I've never done anything else with it it was just that ever since that wow. experience. What, how hard was it to deliver on film like that? Because it's very emotional. It's the, the things that he said are so hurtful that it's like, yeah. How, how was it to do it on the, on the day uh, on the film? Um, it, was, it, was a, it was a little difficult. I mean, it was necessary, but it was difficult. I'm like stuttering, like just thinking about it. It's, there was a certain point in time where like um, my co-star Cyrus, he was like actually giving me feedback as if he was like the actual guy. Like, well, I was just saying that back then, like he was actually like giving feedback and I was like, he can't talk. Like, <laughs> no, we don't need you to pour on any more anything. You just calm it down. Right. I got you. Um, for all of you, I think we're, we're wrapping up soon, but I would love to hear what this project meant for you in your life when it came along and what you sort of took away from it. Cause I find I take lessons from things that, that come along in my life or things that I work on. So let's start with Carlos. What did, what did this project mean to you? Ah, wow. I, I don't know that I have one, one specific thing. It meant so many things to me. I think involving myself with this community of young artists and, you know, I, I consider, I consider them my friends now, um, and and I've learned so much from them. I the way that they handle their their work, their art, the the amount of responsibility that they put on the every word that that they say. Um, their their sort of like social engagement. Uh, it it just it's such an inspiring group of people, and I. I just feel like everything after summertime is going to be really, really heavily influenced by all of my interactions with them. I think, I think that the way I approach my work and the way that I approach my life is, is like forever going to be changed by the last two years of my life. So it's uh, it's major. <laughs> well, I love it. There's a purity that comes across like that. Let's put on a show thing that people have before money gets involved and stardom and all that stuff. There's like an innocence and a joy, the, the joy in the doing of it that I think comes across. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, they can probably tell you more about it, but it just like the, the, the mere fact that their, their poetry really has no goal other than to connect with people to reach out and to potentially help someone who may be going through an experience similar to, to theirs. Uh, and that's just, it's such a kind, such a humanitarian way of thinking about art. And, yeah. and, and like, I think that's really how we did the movie. Like I, I think that we were able to capture that truth and whatever happens with it after now it's like, it's out of our hands. I think we, we did our best. We told honest stories and we tried to do it in, in a way that, was meaningful and and I'm just so happy with where we're at right now. I love it. Paulina, what did the experience mean to you? How did it sort of change you? What did you, what was your takeaway, I guess? 
Man, that was a, it was a big moment for me because I had come from um, a very intense performing arts high school where it was basically kind of instilled in me that no one wanted to hear my voice. No one wanted to hear me perform ever. Yeah, it was, it was intense and rough. Yeah. And, um, and I leaned into poetry as a way for me to, you know, reclaim like that voice. And like, it gave me some agency in being able to perform on my own terms. And so like finding out that like, oh, we want you as a part of this project. I'm just like, oh my gosh. So like it, it was definitely like something very cathartic for me. And it's also like one of those reasons, it was also one of those like feelings just like I leaned into poetry and I didn't think that like it would get me here right so it just kind of showed to me this like oh wow you can there are so many like opportunities in the most unlikely places and I'm I'm so grateful for that I love it um Raul talk to me about uh what you took away um I think for being for being doing for for being doing for being doing poetry for so long, I think I got into the mindset where like it the the career pathways that you can get from poetry are pretty limited, you know. Right. So I never I never stuck to poetry because it was I was gonna be rich and drive a Corvette one day. I stuck to poetry because it's something that I needed to like to to survive and then to reestablish my purpose in, in this world. And and but there's always in my head like because I wanted to be a famous rapper when I was younger. I want to be rich, like all these things when I was younger. And I and, and in my mind, I sacrificed those things to feed my soul. And for so many years later, and so many poems later, and so much like work and sweat without wanting anything in return, but maybe someone listen. Right. For for it to then be in a movie. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to continue doing acting. I would love to, but like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just being okay with where I'm at and, and what I'm saying right now. But then to it be validated and to show me a different, like, hey, there's more to this story than just telling your story. It's, a, it's, there's, there's, there's helping other people on a bigger scale and a different medium tell right. their stories as well. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm very much an educator. Like my poet, me being a poet and me being a teacher are very connected. Right. And so to then like be on a world stage in a classroom in the guise of a film I think it's really 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 cool and I think the lesson is like dude like whether it's poetry whether it's scooping up poop or whatever the fuck it is if you really love doing it and you stick to it you'll be in a movie that one day that's the lesson that's it Carlos will come along and make a movie about everything do a film about it there you go I love it uh Marquisha what did it mean for you um for me it was it was a pretty amazing experience. It really, um, like I said earlier, really validated me and, and um, making me into allowing me to believe in myself and believe in what I'm capable of. Um, because I used to like, be like, Oh, I want to be on TV. Like I want to like, you know, act that looks so cool. Like I want to try it. And like, like Rose said, like young, when I was younger, I used to rap and I used to write raps and like people would always tell me like, no no one's gonna want to listen to that because you're a girl and you're rapping like that it's it's too aggressive like you should rap more about like your body or like or your image isn't right so like people aren't going to want to put you on a tv screen because you don't look like this person or that person and so like I was very insecure very like I was very 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 insecure about my body like so that was one thing that just being able to do this and 
and actually do it good. Like, you know, I don't not I'm never one to like toot my own horn, but like for it to like to do it and be like, oh wait, no, not just the poetry was good, but your acting was good. Like you're actually able to do this. Um, it really just helped validate me and and reassure me that they're always gonna be naysayers and they're always gonna be people that want you to stay on the level that they're at. But if you stay dedicated and if you stay focused on what you want to do, you you can make your dreams happen. I love that. I think that's awesome. Um, I had one other question that I was curious about. Where did the name Summertime come from? Uh, that is a good question. No one had asked it before. Uh, so this is exclusive information that only I love you it. I've given you a little bit of freshness. I know. Right. Uh, so it's a, I'll, I'll tell the story quickly. Um, a long, long time ago, and that's not true, like six years ago, I did a music video for this rap group called Clipping. Uh, and it's significant for a number of reasons, because that's also where I got to meet David Diggs, who I did my first movie with. Which is um, amazing, blind spotting. I just rewatched yeah. it recently. It's so good. Thank you. We made a video called Summertime for a song of Clipping. And the video followed this progression of uh, starting in the LA beaches and then making its way into the inner city. And when I was first starting to come up with the idea of working with the the poets, I was like, wait, what? why don't we, we wanted to follow a path. We wanted to follow sort of like a, an actual route. And I was like, why don't we just start it in the beach and let it make its way into uh, East LA and call it summertime because we are going to shoot this in the summer. So anyway. That's the connection. That's the connection. Well, as a Valley person, I felt a little left out, but it's okay. My hope is that everyone sees this movie and then you guys can do tours where people get to go to see the places where you shot and you do poetry while we do it. I, I That would be great. I will also say, just so that you don't feel um, left out, unseen, that we are about to release a book of poetry that all the wonderful people in the Zoom room contributed to and it is called summertime odes to la you can buy it summertime odes to la.com but why i brought it up is because there is a whole chapter of that book dedicated to the valley so there you go we got my, we got our own chapter that's amazing um yeah. and tell any tell people any you know any information you want them to have about how to watch the movie i know it's getting released yeah i mean platforms yeah it'll be in theaters in la and new york city starting this Friday, the ninth. Then it'll open in a bunch of other places on the sixteenth, uh, and then it'll open in even more places on the twenty third. Awesome. And I think eventually it'll be like later in the summer. It'll be on on home video on demand and all those things. But right now, uh, if people can go see it at the theater, that would be the greatest. Well, I hope they all do. If they do, they'll have a great time. You guys, thanks for, for chatting with me. I'm so glad we got to do this. Congrats on a really special movie. As an Angelino, it made me feel proud. And uh, and so I hope you guys get to do a lot more cool things. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Dave. Thank you. Thanks again to Carlos Paulina, Raul, and Marquisha for doing the podcast. Go see their movie, Summertime. It's uplifting, it's special, it's fun, it's magical. All right, so this happened. Not a lot happened. I got a cold. So the whole 4th of July holiday, I was just home. That's not very exciting. Although I did watch The Queen's Gambit, finally, uh, which was really cool. And uh, 
beautiful to look at, and I love the pieces. There's a lot of chess in that show, in case you didn't know about it. A lot of chess. They play chess a lot in it. But um, it was cool. It was cool to finally see what everyone was talking about. And boy, that lead actress, Anya Taylor-Joy, she is a joy. So there's that. All right, that's all I have for you this week. Shout out to Placement Music for the theme music. It was composed by Mark Daniels. I hope to see you guys out in the world at some point soon now that things are opening up. And we will definitely catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye. Bye.